Today's Braze Bits is brought to you by Coach Tom Tibbs Ribs. Tom Thibodeau, coach of the New York Knicks, is selling his family's famous ribidos. Tom Tibbs Ribs are slathered in some orange Julius Randall sauce and pairs well with the delicious Derek Rosé. Order now and you'll get a free Obi Toppins Pizza Toppins with your first rack of Tom Tibbs Ribs. Discount code KNOWMYBODY. We got some Braze Bits. We got some Braze Bits. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for Braze Bits. Mmm, Bits. I know your body. You know my body in and out, Lance. You would get a f- nice Tom Tibbs ribs. You would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. I, I was talking about ribs the other day. I, they're not like a, a food you have too much in, in the city because when are you, why are you, the city streets and ribs don't really make sense. But when you got the Knicks in the playoffs, I guess it does. Always makes sense having a rack of ribs for some Knicks playoff games. I was ribbing you earlier in the episode that wasn't recorded. You were ribbing me early and often, Lance. I'm going to be honest, Lance. This is a hot, wonky start to the pot kitchen. We are firing hot. I'm feeling hot. My apartment is scorching hot. It's 90 degrees here in Astoria, Queens. I've cracked a window. I don't have my chef's cap on because it's too hot in the kitchen. My face is red. And similar to your position last week, I just got got up from a nap. I woke up about 10 minutes ago. I'm firing. That's bad. I'm firing medium hot, but I feel like I'm I'm I'm, get, I'm awake. That the start to the pod really lit a fire. We're gonna put we're gonna put you in the toaster because you love the toaster, so you'll get you'll heat up real fast. Put me in the toaster. Give me a, a golden brown. Close, and I'll, I don't even mind if you overburn me. Burn me to a crisp. Kate yesterday made these really good sweet potato fries, and she was like, "They're a little overcooked." And I said, "How Can't. could fries possibly be overcooked?" Can't overcook. And they weren't. They were delicious. It's crispy. Crispy. Cocoa crispy. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you there. Love a crispy fry. You don't want a dangly soft fry. I, I don't mind a soft, like a waffle fry soft. I'm anti-waffle fry. I find the waffle fries overrated. Interesting. What when makes it, you say that? <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Waffle fries, they don't, they don't get crispy enough. And also, it's like well, they're in between like a chip if you, if you, and like a french fry. You pick a identity, you know? Born identity. Who are you? I, it represents a waffle fry. I think the Chick-fil-A sandwich and the waffle fry compliment is exquisite. And I almost can't imagine Chick-fil-A without waffle fries. I'll be honest. I'm glad I'll say it. being honest. I'm, saying right? this. I'm listening. Look, I'll say this. I think waffle fries are waffling on what they're trying to figure out who they are. I don't think so. I think you're just trying to shoehorn in a point because you made the point and then you're just like trying to retroactively stick to it, which really encapsulates all of media. Jason shoehorn. I think I'm double covering you and I'll be, I'll be encapsulated though. Okay. I got to say this Lance, can I say something? I'm looking at you <laughs> Yeah. and for the non-visual podcast subscribers who don't subscribe to the Patreon, subscribe to our Patreon. If you want to, see what we're, we're wearing as, as chefs. Looks like you have a, an apron on. Is this correct? I do have an apron on. You have a brown apron. Like you really mm-hmm. just got out of either like welding something or baking something or both. I'm, I was welding bits before I came here. Love that. Yeah. Sharpening your tools. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Is, is this the, a new addition to the pod kitchen? Or is this just you, you're, you didn't want to, you were, didn't want to throw on your chef's wife. I feel like you're dancing around something and you're not asking it. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you wearing that? 
Where are your chefs white? I forgot them. Are you in Smithtown? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wasn't. It makes sense. I haven't seen that blue wall. You seemed like nervous to ask where I was. I'm sitting in a very different situation than I normally am. If you're on the Patreon, you'll you'll notice. Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at my parents currently. Wow. I, it was a sort of uh, unanticipated trip left yesterday. It kind of involved basically our car is going to be ready tomorrow, which is huge. Bingo. It's, it's great timing. Um, but it made sense to come out yet. Kate has to be on Long Island for work today and tomorrow. And I think Thursday also. So it just made sense for us both to come out. We decided to, we found out the car was going to be ready. We decided to just take a train out last night and we're here until Thursday, probably. Amazing. Where exactly are you? I feel like you're in like a guest room or an office. No, I'm in a, a basement. Basement? That's a beautiful basement. basement. Look at that big yeah. brown. Is that a lazy boy? It's like a chair couch, but it looks, I think in my position, it looks gigantic. It's actually it's not as big. It's like you're like a, a king's throne. It matches yeah. the brown leather, matches your apron. Yeah. Which matches the nice piece, mirror piece behind you with the nice. It's blue. a, uh, it's like a bar. They oh my, wow. Up. What a classy joint. Yeah. This was, this was like a newer addition. Um, my parents, it was like the basement of the house was just like, uh, was nothing. And then they redid it, finished it when I was in 10th grade. So kind of the end of high school and college, it was enjoyed. I stored, you know, when I was, was boozing, I stored a bunch of beer here. No one knew. When you were a booze bag. Thing. Yeah, it was a booze bag. You enjoyed it then and now it's in, now it's in droded by Drode now. Yeah. Drode, by the way, is probably going to come back at some point during the pod. And I said, you can come on the pod if you want. And he said, got to get oh, a live appearance. Got to get a live appearance. Then he was like, the sound quality. He's like, we've been listening to it through the Pandora. Through the Pandora? The, the Pandora. That's I don't think, I don't wrong. think, I don't think we're on Pandora. We're not on Pandora. I think he meant to say Sonos or whatever. I don't think it's Sonos, whatever speaker system they have. Sure. Yeah. We have great quality. And look at us now. We're, we're you're on Long Island. I'm in Queens. But we're still in the same pot kitchen. We're both on Long Island. We are. Yeah, but anyway, I for, and we left in a hurry, and I realized on the train, actually, I was like, oh, I forgot my chef's wife said I was wearing an apron. You improvised or, very I, well. You yeah. had a beautiful apron there. Thank you. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Episode 2077. 77. 77. 77 feels like a lucky number, 77, but it really is not. I feel like there's no significance to the number. It's a cool number. I think it looks cool on a jersey. Clint Frazier wears that for the Yankees, 7-7. Seven, seven. It's, too, it's too noisy. Boeing, 77, with one, with one less seven. It's like a Seidel thing. Uh, he loves those aircrafts. Does he? He's a big aircraft guy. Like, like knowing about the different kind of planes? Yeah, that he come knows out? all about it, yeah. Interesting. Classic Seidel. I learned something every episode about Seidel. He's a big, he's, I could see him being like a, a helicopter pilot. Getting his helicopter's license on the side. I don't see it, but you might know Seidel better than I. I feel like I know him better than you know him and that he knows himself. I know you. You think you know me. Quiznos. Toasted. I'm toasty. I'm getting hot, Lance. Let's move and groove. Want to get into some highlights? If, if, you, if you want to get closer to the end of the episode. I didn't even, we didn't even start meal prep. You're just... You're just out of sorts. Do you got any meal prep? No. Neither do I. 
Actually, I do have meal prep. I tried to call my friend. Uh, we've, we talked about him on the pod before. Brainiac2KO is his name. And he called me. He lives in San Francisco. And, you know, the pandemic, we just haven't, like, we don't really text. Like, we're not, like, a you know, in friendship, sometimes you just don't text. Sure. But grew up with him, good friend. Um, but he's been in San Francisco this whole time. So haven't seen him. And he called me when, right the day after I got my vaccine, when I was, like, really sick. So I... I couldn't talk on the phone and I always meant to call back. And I just kind of like, there's just like never a time, like every time I remembered to call, it was like not the right time. Cause it'd be, you know, we might have a long conversation. So I remembered today and I called him, but the cell phone service here is bad. So it didn't work. Next up for Drode, you got the Wi-Fi network extender. Yeah. The cellular well, network extender. The cell, yeah. He's got to go on the cell phone tower. I got that. Got to climb it. My pod parents, if you get, there's like a Verizon network extender that I got for them that really opened up a whole new world. Cell service. It. It, it works. They used to have one bar. Now they got at least uh, attorney general bars. Well, maybe hopefully Verizon will come and they'll Monica sell us that thing because it'd be clutch, clutch to have. Very clutch. It'd be huge. Yeah. So you're playing phone tag with the Brainiac. Yeah. But anyway, he said the only we only I got like through three minutes and then it just kept dropping. But he said that he feels like he knows about my life because he was binging the pot. Love that. Yeah. Love that. And he, uh, Palm, he said in Palm Springs. Good Palm friend. Springs pod. He lives in Palm Springs? He was there, I guess, for like, uh, I don't know. Oh, binging, binging braised on a, a vacay is always a delicious thing. Yeah. I feel like it goes down smoother when you're on the beach or by the water. Palm With Springs is not, is it? It's more in the valley, I think. I think it's the type of place where you got to bring a cooler, though. To the pool. Food. Probably to the pool. You, not to yeah. the beach. Cooler for drinks. Okay. It's so hot. Uh, you're cooling me off. I'm already, I'm already feeling more comfortable. I feel like you in Smithtown. You feel I, I, you have like a, an aura to you. Like you're, I don't know, you, you feel more centered to me that, that you're in Smithtown. Or the Explorer. You're fine or not. You yeah. can't be beat. Hashim to beat. I don't think I have an aura. I think that it's just something new. And, you know, in our relationship, sometimes you got to spice things up. So you're like, who's this new exciting lance that I don't know? And you're excited about it. It's a new flavor. And it yeah. tastes honestly delicious to me. But I think you being, you being around your parents, it, it gives you, uh, it fills you up. You're, you're more centered. The young part of you, Lance, is, is really shining through. <laughs> you're, you're glowing. Yeah, you really are. all my hair, can you see? Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I see it to believe it. You got any highlights? I got some highlights, Lancey. I had a action-packed past three days. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. Lance. I wish you, I wish you happy birthday off pod. It was all so pod. I don't feel bad by not leading with it. I appreciate it. It's not my birthday anymore. We're recording today post birthday, so it's post Malone my birthday. But I appreciate it. It was my birthday yesterday. I turned thirty-one, but I celebrated my thirtieth birthday yesterday. Um, if anyone asks, I'm going to say I'm 30. No one, no one asked me last year how old I was, except for you. So I'm 30. 30, 30. This is 30. I'm a man. I'm 30. <laughs> Who are you? I'm a man. Leslie Mann is married to Judd Apatow. I, got an, I had an appetite. I ate a lot of good food this past weekend. Let's see. I mean, let, me, let me, Christopher, walking you through Saturday. I went to somewhere near your, your neck of the woods. Uh, I went with Phil Jackson and my friend Bacha Galoop. I haven't really talked about Bacha Galoop. 
okay that much call him botch cumber botch but full name botch galoop phil jackson and botch galoop we went to other half brewery in brooklyn yeah it's right but people talk about it it's like pretty close to me phil jackson and botch thanks for, thanks place. for the call again no, no problem didn't want to spoil it we got a, we had a big weekend ahead i don't want to burn out on each other okay know? i got it yeah 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 um it's only like five minutes away but it's, sure. okay. i didn't know we were going there blame phil jackson <laughs> it's all on phil fill me up we started off the day there we went and then we moved we walked to hometown barbecue hometown barbecue nice little schlep walked over there it was a beautiful day on saturday waited like we put our a food order in and got it we had to wait like 80 minutes uh for the food but we were, we were hanging out outside it was next to that place, Brooklyn Crab. Brooklyn Crab. It was it was a scene over there, whole a whole scene, very interesting area. Then I did a, a show at the Tiny Cupboard, and uh, had a full blown complete bomb, one of the worst bombs of all time. I think it was because it was my fault. It was it was a it was a packed crowd, um, but I think I was just I was I was I had a full day. I was with Phil Jackson, Boxer Glue. We were riffing all day. I got my funny out too early with my with my buds. And I was, by the time I got there, I just didn't, I, I didn't really have a time to kind of decompress and, and prepare myself. It was real, real humbling, a humble bomb. Like I, I was very, uh, not shaken, but I was stirred. James Bond, gin style, martini style. Sunday, fun day, I played golf, whack some balls with Whack Goldberg, Wacky G. Yeah, great, uh, great, great golf day. <laughs> Nothing really to report on Wack Goldberg. I think he's he's kind of he still obviously subscribes to the Patreon, but I don't think he listens to the pod anymore, which is probably better for us. Wack Goldberg whacked some balls in Stony Point, New York, Stony Point, New Jersey, excuse me. And then yesterday was my birthday. Went out to dinner with my parents, my sister, and her boyfriend. We went to Lure Fish Bar downtown. I've been there. First time there. It was it was fantastic. Crushed some seafood, some sushi some fish and i'm uh i'm a tired boy today it was a it was a chock full weekend of celebrating my 30th birthday even though i'm 31 that was great it sounds like a full birthday and i'm glad you had a full hit all the stops birthday obviously in lubega of last year where we couldn't really do much exactly that's good I'm, i'm i'm happy for you i appreciate it it means a lot yeah the one the one interesting thing i thought was lure fish bar with where we went to for my birthday it was uh it was delicious but it was packed for a monday and it was very uh like kind of slowish service which is interesting and i feel like many restaurants moving forward once things start opening more up opening back up it's going to be interesting to see kind of how i it, it felt very understaffed to me so i feel like places are like understaffed but it's they're going to be you know, they're going to be bouncing with, with people wanting to come out and about. It's a, yeah, it's an understaffed infection. <laughs> it's, it's an outburst. So one, two things about Lure Fish Bar. Number one, I went there a bunch in my first job in the city when I worked for Bro Bible slash this, this company, Woven Digital was really the company I worked for. But um, they, the office was like right there. And like we would go there for like company things sometimes. So there's a few times I went there and didn't have to pay for it. It's expensive, but it's, it's like really good. And it's like set up like a ship. Yeah. Like if you haven't been there. Cool. Yeah. It's very sceny. I feel like it's places like a, not in a bad way though. I don't know. Like 
I kind of always enjoyed it. Um, no paparazzi, but I, I did sign a couple autographs from some Razorbacks outside who knew it was my birthday. Yeah. So it's a large space. It's huge. Uh, yeah, you, it's one of those places that you don't, it's like, you can't really replicate it outside of New York. Right. It's, it feels like you're in a, uh, a fancy yacht. It's like got like wood paneling. It's like an indoor ship. It's like a yacht club. In the Bronx. But you're no, in, Soho. in Soho. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's cool. And then I think with the understaffed thing, I think that's happening at all restaurants. I don't, I think, I mean, I don't know. My theory is that it's a little bit intentional. So these restaurants could make, make more make money and it's shitty to peep. It's like, you know, but maybe it's just that also that the demand is just exploding. It's one or the other. I think a little bit of both. I think demand is exploding, but also, you know, I think maybe some uh, wait staff they are getting some unemployment, making more money being at home than, than working their butts off at a, a packed restaurant. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You're parroting right-wing talking points, but sure. Right-wing, left-wing. I'm, I'm a chicken <laughs> wing. Yeah. I'm not saying they're late. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying. No, I think, well, funny. especially on a Monday, that would make, like, it would make sense on a Monday, especially right where you don't like you don't think there might not be a lot of people so right yeah it was, yeah. It was interesting I enjoyed myself and i was i was i was happy that it was almost slower service they gave us like i i hate when you go to a restaurant and it's like a it's like a they're celebrating something but they, they kind of rush the food out the appetizers come and then entrees are coming in right away we had a nice in-between period to digest yeah I think it's also definitely like a way to encourage people to spend more money. I mean, one thing, and we've talked about this, I think a little bit on the pod, like you want to go out to restaurants, obviously you want to support restaurants, but restaurants now are more expensive than ever with the COVID fees and with prices being raised, you know? So yeah. it's like, in one sense, obviously you want to support, but in another sense, it's like it, from a one experiential point, it's just more, it's more money than it was even two years ago. And they were expensive two years ago. In a sixth sense, I see dead people. Bruce Willis. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. You got any highlights? Yeah, I do. It's very different than yours. It wasn't my birthday. That's so that's number one. That's number two, shame. that's a shame, is Nick Alex's podcast. Shout out Nick Alex. Yeah. Former guest host on Braze Bits. Also, now I'm in my head. I feel like I really attacked you just before with the right wing talking points comments which i don't necessarily think is a bad thing i've just heard that a lot and i feel like it's uh there it's like a it's like a weird there i'm sure there's like some truth to it but like i I just don't it just sounds weird to me i don't like how it sounds like people being like people don't want to work because of unemployment if that's the case then companies should pay people more money and You no, that, that was kind like, of my point. Like the, yeah, the restaurant yeah. may be just not paying them as much as they're, yeah. not that people are lazy, they're making an economical yeah. financial. That shows system. like such a fundamental problem with the country. So it pisses me off. I've heard that a lot from like different uh, people, so to speak. And if like, I, do, I think it's hard to actually prove how true it is. And even if it is, if, if it is true, um, then it exposes just a huge problem with the country. If, not working is uh, more economically beneficial than like being paid by a company. I, I deserve to be attacked. I'm a big fan of PJ Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So is Wack Goldberg. Uh, yeah. 
He doesn't listen to the pod. Um, anyway, my highlight talking about right wing talking points is Kate and I started watching The Sopranos together. About time. Yeah. Long, the long time coming. The gobble. Yeah. God, yeah, we got HBO Max. Kind of the thing that was holding us back is we didn't have HBO Max. And I said, you know what, Max Kellerman, let me knock this out. And we subscribed. And Kate has never seen The Sopranos. I have watched the first like five and a half seasons, but never actually finished it. And we started watching it together. And it's great because we, even during the pandemic, we started watching Chopped a lot, but we never really watched like a series together. That's something we did when we first started dating back in the 70s. And we watched House of Cards together. You know, we both were like Kevin Spacey's the greatest and nothing. And it's going to stay nothing that way forever. That yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there are some other shows. I think we watched Girls together for a while. Love Girls. Um, yeah. But then we just kind of stopped. And now it's good to have have that again. It's like a cool thing. And I mean, just watching this Brown too. I mean, when I watched it the first time, I was 22, 23. And there is some sort of difference where like now I'm identifying more so with like Tony, you know, obviously, cause we have the same line of work, same body type. Oh, yeah. Tony and Carmela, as opposed to like the age of like Moltisanti and even like, you know, Meadow and uh, AJ. I identify with big puss. Yeah. 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 I identify with Polly. <laughs> Polly's the best. Polly's yeah. definitely the funniest. How many yeah. episodes did you bang out? We're, we're only three episodes in. You got to pace yourself. You, you don't it's want stuff to also, on it. It's like, and also we can't really watch it. We can only really watch it when I'm not doing comedy. Like, because it's, they're an hour episode. So oh, like if yeah. I'm getting home, it's a whole at, life thing. you know, yeah. If I'm get, well, if I'm getting home at 11, we're not going to watch it. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a, it's a great thing to look forward to. Yeah. Doing, banging out an episode a week or something. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Excited that's to it. hear. That's the highlight. It's, that's, it's, that's, it's that's, huge. That's a, and Kate's into it so far. She loves Kate's it. She loves says it. she she says she loves it. She says she doesn't really love uh, the violence, and she doesn't okay. love the gumas. But well, you know you that's know. that's the world you're that's the mob you're wife. Yeah, mob wives. Do you guys watch every time you watch an episode? Do you watch the intro or do you? Do you... Oh yeah, and intros. The the the, the the fact that skipping intros has become a socially acceptable thing is. The decline of civilization, probably. I could, I could see you writing a ten-page article on that, I, I, and I would agree with it. How could you dip yourself into a show which is a experience, it's a world, without entering the, the doorway in which the show wants you to enter? It's a great point. Sopranos also is a top nine TV intro. I think that would be a good top nine TV intro. Like the intro that, is a, that is a good one. I like that. And I love. It's also one of my favorites, just because it's all North Jersey shots that I literally grew up around. Like, there's like a let me place. show you this house. Uh, come in through the garage. That's what, that's what these companies, I mean, they're just trying to mess with their brains, but it's, it's disappointing. It is. Oh, uh, this is so much better. This is so much more convenient. You don't have to watch the intro. How about you shut up and let the show then, do the talking. Now, now that I, this, I knew this highlight, I'm starting to get, well, you have a little zest here. You got a little Tony Soprano in you. You come, you're, you got a little, uh, you're slapping me around, you shove my face in the sauce, you're spitting down my throat. I like that about you. You got, you got a little, uh, the, yeah. uh, the episode we, uh, we just watched was, I don't know if you remember this, but it's like the business plot is about, they're doing like a hotel deal. They're shaking down this, these, uh, Hasidic Jews. 
there's like one of the one of the guys wants to one of the Hasidic Jews wants his uh, son-in-law like out of the business and to get divorced from his daughter because he's okay. like abusing her and he comes to Tony to like to, to solve the problem because he can't do it himself because it's like against religion you know so he gets Tony to to kind of basically you know scare this guy um, and they keep talking on the phone like they're just so funny they're like hey, so I talked to my non-shellfish eating friend. <laughs> you know, I talked to my friend with the funny hat. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> the funny little ads. It's, yeah, it's just like so many uh, euphemisms. And it's like, it's great. I love it. The yeah. first season, I don't know. I, I've watched some random episodes since. I watched it when I was really young. I feel like it was, I was in middle school when I was, when I was watching it. But Trey I, Young, I, you were a baby. I was a little baby boy. I, I, I might start rewatching it. You, you've inspired me. It's you definitely... It's, it's it's a well I would, I would come over next time phil jackson takes you to other half brewing you could come over and watch the serranos i'll pop by chicken I'll pop by. stuff me up i'll tell you this sopranos is a well-rated show i think it it's, it's 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 i think it's it's gotten critically acclaimed and it's held the test of time it might not be politically correct but it's a great snapshot into a certain era and a certain kind of people i would definitely say it's not overrated Hundred percent. It's not underrated. It's well rated. Yeah, no, that's for sure. They also have a lot of great foods. I'm not sure if you've gotten any food scenes, but they there's a YouTube clip. I think I've talked about in the five. There's a YouTube like uh, clip explaining yeah, no. of all the foods being uh, eaten on the Sopranos, and it's not overrated foods. No, they're not overrated. <laughs> you you think there are overrated foods? Yeah, I think so. You want to you want to talk about it some more? I never thought you'd ask because that's our top nine. I was wondering, I was waiting for you to 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 say something. We got to it, Lance. I'm sweating this one out. I'm really, I feel like I'm about to get whacked in the back of my head. We're doing this week our top nine most overrated foods. This I think is going to be a juicy top nine. I feel like we're going to get contentious. Think we're going to come after each other's families. You might, I mean, when Drope comes in, I might have to uh, call him out for how he raised you. No, nah, he's going to like blame it on something else. Blame it on the, the alcohol. Police. Blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on the, uh, 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 I'm not in any T-Pain. Doing our top nine. It's Jamie Foxx, I think. Oh, no. Is it Jamie Foxx and T-Pain? Featuring. Featuring Fox. T-Pain. T-Pain featuring Jamie Foxx? Well, the other way around. I don't know if T-Pain's on it. Let's see. Jamie Foxx featuring, yeah, T-Pain. Bang. Oof. If there was no T-Pain on that, I would have been, that would have been. Because it sounds like T-Pain, but also that sound was like so 2007 to 2010 that I feel like everyone else copied it. I think I remember, because from T-Pain's NPR tiny desk, he did blame it on the yeah. and he didn't use any autotune, and it was just a beautiful thing. And then he won the Masked Singer. He did? He won the Masked Singer? Yeah, he beat Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong can sing a tune. I'll say that much. Not overrated. Kim Jong tune. <laughs> Looney Tunes, Lance. This one is off the rails. You want to go first? Top nine overrated foods? I'll go first. I think this is one of our best categories because there's so many ways you could go. And I really enjoyed doing it. I also think once you get to like four through one for me, they're foods I actually don't. I mean, I, I, every food on this list I eat because I like food. But wow. there are 
foods on this that I think aren't that like mostly my, my criteria was like how popular and beloved is a food as compared to its rating. Right. Sure. As we so my number nine is a food that I like, but I think it's just a little bit overrated. It is pad thai. Interesting. I think pad thai is delicious. However, I think in the Western world, people who aren't familiar with Thai food and Thai culture, pad thai is like the first thing you think of, right? It's the first thing. If if you never had Thai food, that's generally the thing you're going to start with or the thing that's going to kind of come to the forefront. I personally think a lot of it is because it's just called pad thai. You don't think the name is good? The bad name? No, no. I think it's like you want like oh, that's it's thai so is simple. Thai is in the name. Pad Thai. I think it's it's that simple. It's also good. It's obviously a very delicious food. It's also in terms of spice. I mean, you could have it. I guess a little bit more spicy, but it's like for the Western palate, it's a little more manageable than you know some of the more spicy noodle type things. It's good, but it's just like I think it's does a disservice to the great diversity of Thai food different noodles, different rices, different curries, soups. It's just like an endless cornucopia of great stuff. And I kind of think it gets overshadowed by the fact that it's like, this is pad thai. And um, yeah, I, I think I think from kind of the Western facing uh, attitude towards Thai food, that's where I think the overratedness comes. I get it. I, I, can't, I can't knock it. I think it's a, it's a good one for this list. I've never... I guess it to me it doesn't have like the the hype around it that a lot of like my overrated foods have. I feel like a lot of them have like a lot of hype and then they don't deliver. Pad Thai to me is always pretty good, but it hasn't Pad gotten like a, like a hipster. It hasn't gotten like taken over by like Instagram or like people foodies being like, oh, this is a great Pad Thai spot. I think it is like you said the the number one order for people who are not that that familiar with Thai food. It was definitely my first introduction to Thai food. Well, that way, which I think is like, makes sense. Like I'm not knocking yeah. that. I just think that sometimes people, uh, that's like, they know Thai food as Pad Thai. Sure. Sure. And there's a whole new, there's a whole new world. There's a whole other world. Yeah. And Pad Thai, def- I mean, it definitely delivers. Uh, I mean, it also, you could get a dine in or takeout, but it, yeah, it, it's good. I do think that sometimes personally Pad Thai could be a little bit too heavy on the peanuts. See, that's and, now you're just cross the line. You can't, you can't. I ask, I myself ask for extra peanuts, extra peanut sauce. You're too heavy on the peanuts that you can't get enough. I think they don't give you enough. If I'm, well, it depends. I, I'm saying it depends on the pad thai. Sometimes you don't get enough, but sometimes I think it's so it's too peanut forward relative to everything else. Rewind, no, no fast forward. It is, it is plenty. If there's too many peanuts, Always take them off, but if you have less, if you if you're left, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm eating the dishes. Why am I? Why would I ever take off anything? That's like skipping the intro of the dish. If you're thinking it's got too much, but the peanut sauce, the peanuts, chopped up Pe- peanuts, I can't get enough. Okay. Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. Want to get that? My out. my number eight is nachos. Nacho Libre. And I love, I, I watched, I went to, I can't talk, but I went to see Nacho Libre with Brainiac 2KO. Wow, full circle. 2006, maybe? Sneaky, funny movie. I think, I think that's very understated. Just talk about underrated actors. Jack Black is the number one most underrated actor on the planet. I would maybe. agree with that. 
and his social media he'll pop up on different social media things he the way he turns it on he's so electric his his he he comes across on any uh, platform movies tv instagram he's bowery electric bowery 310 pizza bowery bar so nachos i i love nachos who doesn't love nachos nachos are great it's just too inconsistent of a food. Sometimes you're getting, I mean, number one, the quality of nachos varies tremendously depending on where you're getting it, et cetera. But it's just also inconsistent in terms of the bite. Sometimes you're getting a full dose of everything. Sometimes you're just getting the chip. It's messy. So it's only in specific circumstances. I love nachos, but I just can't square the, these realities of, of the nacho. Interesting. I, I don't know. I don't find them overrated. I feel like when you, you kind of get what you're expecting with nachos. Well, no, because, sorry, I cut you off. That was rude. It's all Gucci. Because you, you're saying no because of the, when you pull a chip out, you might get something with not as much, you know, dip and, and, and guac and, and all well, that. But that's the nacho. I, that's the game of the nacho. It's the game of the nacho. But the other game of the nacho is that you're sharing it with people more so than other foods. So combine that with the inconsistency is you end up in a situation where a either you're selfish and you take all the good bites or b you don't get enough of the good bites. But do you when you when you're at like a, a group setting and someone gets some nachos, are you getting all hyped up or or are you like we're getting nachos to the table and the way the nachos fall, if I get a good chip, I get a good chip. I feel like you don't like oh I can't wait to get the nachos when we all go to a, a sports bar. It's, it's, a, it's a great little party snack. It's but it inherently, is, inherently inequitable. Maybe you need your own personal nachos. Number seven. This is a personal one. This is, it, I told you, this is going to, this is getting physical. <laughs> We're coming at your neck. I'm going to whack you. Yeah. You're like uh, getting all up in my face after a foul call. Yeah. You call the foul on me. Then you're getting up in my face. And I'm not taking it. I'm saying like, you're really pushing your luck. You might get a technical, but you, you don't seem to care. Throw me out. My number, my number seven <laughs> is the sun-dried tomato. Now, I think sun-dried tomatoes are really good. I, I think very, <laughs> All of these, you have to say that they, uh, you, you, they like I think they're very flavorful and they're very unique. And I mean, an incredible way to um, like preserve the tomato, right? However, it's just very, very pungent. So it's a ball hog of a food where you have to pair it very specifically with things for it to work for it not to overpower something. If you want it to be the overpowering thing, great. But I feel like you really have to have it with like mozzarella. Exactly. Otherwise, and it's great with mozzarella, but if you just put it in other things, it just, it doesn't know how to make friends with a lot of foods. I would agree with that. I think that I, I can get on the same page that I do think compared to other versions of tomato, which I'll, I'll save for the rest of my list, sun-dried, holds up on its own and i do agree that it is very pungent and has a strong taste but it doesn't other varieties of tomatoes other ways to be other ways to use tomatoes can get even even worse i think sometimes tomatoes you throw it on a chicken cutlet sandwich throw it on a turkey sandwich turkey wrap i think it's a great component that was number seven yep all right, so your list is interesting so far. You you've said after everyone or before everyone that you like these foods because i realize what oh sorry I keep interrupting you. My, my list I, is a combination of foods that I, I like, but majority I'll say I don't like the items on my list. So I was thinking about it. And I, I don't know if there's a food that I actually don't like. 
That's crazy. Like, I'll pre- I appreciate pretty much any food. There's foods I like more than other foods. So there's nothing that, like, you went somewhere, Kate's father's apartment, and he served a meal, and there would be nothing that he could serve that you wouldn't eat. That you would if, be- it was like, if it was like, uh, like Twinkies and that's it, then I, I mean, I'd definitely still eat it. But I feel like any sort of, like, food, like any sort of produce or fruit or anything on the food pyramid – I respect. Wow. You're a foodsman. Yeah. All right. I, I, re- I respect that. I, I used to be a much pickier eater. I don't consider myself a picky eater now. I feel like I'm more adventurous, but there are definitely a bunch of foods that are on my list that I, I just, I, w- I won't even, I won't even attack. When I was, when I was like, before I was like 12 years old, I ate like five things. And then one day I had pasta with clam sauce. Opened you up. I liked it. Then I went to Zachary Snackery's house and had the lasagna that uh, Mrs. Snackery's mom, Snackery's mom. Snacked on that? Made. And she was like so happy because both Snackery and I were very picky eaters. And it was like the greatest moment. Lasagna. Uh, and then I just started eating everything. Lasagna and, and linguine with clam sauce. There you go. Yeah. All right. Top nine overrated foods. My number nine. I feel like we've had discussions about this this item before but number nine is crab cakes lance to me crab cakes they don't deliver they they don't really ever deliver there's too much always too much breading there's too much it's like a, a cake it's like a, a crab it muffin. A cake. <laughs> it's like a cake it's like a, it's almost like a crab cake but it's like a fish muffin i don't need a fish muffin i don't if i want crab i feel like i'm just gonna get lump crab meat if they have it or i'd prefer just to have crab on its own Crab cakes, I feel like it was a way for restaurants to like give you a little like little niblet of crab and surround it by breadcrumbs and say that there's crab in there. It doesn't taste like crab. You gotta load it up with like sauce and, and uh cocktail sauce. And it's 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 fine. Like I, I, if if someone orders it or if it's at a, a cocktail hour and it looks good, I might try it. But to me, it seems very overrated. And because it's got crab in the name, it seems like it's it should be all uh you know, top notch and, and fancy, but to me, not great. I do like the description of fish muffin. It almost sounds like a term of endearment. If you live in Maryland, <laughs> come over here, you little fish muffin. <laughs> Let me grab your cheeks, you little fish muffin. I like crab cakes. I think they're, if anything, underrated, but it, I think it's more of a function of uh, like, I don't have, they're, they're not in my, they don't enter my life as much as I would like them to to. If I had them all the time, I'd probably think they're overrated. But I think it's actually a really ingenious use of the crab. Wow. Wow. My number eight, it's another item that I don't hate. I just find to be overrated. I can't really understand why it's so popular and why people go nuts about it. They go nuts about it because it's Nutella. Nutella? Nutella? I don't don't give a Nutella. No, thank you. It's melted chocolate. It's, it's, It's melted. It's chocolate schmear. I feel like more and more I see like on a dessert menu, it's like homemade donuts stuffed with Nutella. It's like, doesn't that mean that you just bought Nutella? I, wouldn't it be better if you made a chocolate sauce? Like that you're not impressing us. There's a place in the, on University Place in West Village, like a Nutella store. All these desserts made with Nutella. Like, why is that a thing? Nutella is already its own brand. Why is it? People go nuts about it. I don't get the hype. I've had it. It's, it's fine. It's good. 
it's 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 like peanut butter. It, it's like I like peanut butter. I'm not no, I'm not going crazy and making a store based on peanut butter. Nutella is my number eight. It's a really good one. You're really new telling us the truth here. I'm fired up. Nutella Nutella Deville. It's not a Cinderella story. It's I I didn't think of it, but it's it's a really good one. And but I think you hit it on the head of why it's so popular because it is like peanut butter in a way. Like, but it's basically all it is is just chocolate that has branded itself as an acceptable spread. Yeah. You can't have chocolate unless it's dessert. However, Nutella somehow found a loophole. And because of that, people love it because it's an excuse to have chocolate. Really, hazelnut is what it is, actually, yeah. I think. Um, right. It's an excuse. It's a loophole in which you can have it in circumstances when you would otherwise not be able to have chocolate. And in certain cases, like a crepe, Nutella banana crepe, I think is, is great. But yeah, I mean, it's gotten out of hand. People do like peanut butter and Nutella. Yeah. It's like, get out, get out of town. It's very versatile. Like you said, it could be on many different things. I just don't, uh, I can't tell you what's going on with it. Yeah. On number seven, Lance, this is an item I do not like. I prefer not to have it. If it's on a, a menu, I'm staying away. It's mashed potatoes, Lance. It's, it's slop. It's baby food. It's not for me. There's no crispiness, crispiness to it. There's no bite to it. I have teeth, Lance. I can chew things. I don't need my potatoes mashed up. If I'm having potatoes, you got to crisp them up or give me a baked, you know, give me some texture. Mashed potato, it's like, I get it. It's smooth. Uh, my, my, my butt is smooth. I, my, my baby's butt but I'm smooth. I like the smell of your body. No, my body. Seidel's going to come for your neck on that one. Good. He's a big mashed potato guy. Good. I'm glad that I'm on the other side of the, the court. I mean, I don't, I don't really get why you're so angry about it. I think mashed potatoes, I think potatoes in general have a very high ceiling, but also very low floor in which you can have terrible potatoes, but you could sure. also have incredible potatoes. And mashed potatoes, to me, just falls in that category where if they're just not made well, they're awful. But if they're made well, they're phenomenal. But I've had, like, quote, unquote, the made well potatoes that are like, oh, these are so light and smooth. And yeah, I've had made well potatoes, and I'm like, this is good adult women's clothing. It's, yeah. <laughs> made I'll, well. Uh, made well is well done. It's, cook, it's cooked through and I've, I've seen that stored in the city, but it's not for me. I just give me a, I need a crisp. You're, I need, you're, I need a you're wrong. You're wrong on this one. I can't be wrong. Mashed potatoes. It's like, it's what you get. If you're, if you need to serve like a huge party and you got like a vat of potatoes, who, who it's wants it. like a scoop? Like, oh, gravy. Great. Throw, I, got, I got baby food. Why don't you throw some more liquid on top of it? So it gets all slushy, put it into a milkshake and I'll slurp on it with straw. We're grownups. Give me a potato. I, I think your downfall here might be, I think you're viewing it as like the centerpiece. It's always the sidekick and it does its job well. I don't like it when people start like, let me get a fork full of the mashed potato with the turkey, with the chicken. It's like, it's, it then becomes a mashed potato bite and everything it's a is- It's a textural ensemble. It's, la it's the loud it's guy a, in the back of the room who has got nothing to say, but he's just louder than everybody else just because he's all mashed up off beer. It's a concerto. Soprano. Concerto, soprano. All right, this is, this is already a good top nine. This is getting after it. 
I'm fired up. I'm getting my number, my number six is waffles. Now we're never, I, I can go with that. I just don't see the appeal. Like, I think it has kind of the little, it falls a little bit in the uh, grilled cheese tomato soup fallacy when it's paired with chicken. Chicken's doing all the work with chicken and waffles. I think waffles, the closest relative to waffles is, uh, I was going to say potatoes, <laughs> pancakes. Sure. And I just think pancakes are way better than waffles. To me, the only thing that waffles, that makes waffles unique is that it's like a griddle and who cares? It's not even like a cool texture thing. It's just like a shape. What are we children again? Right. It's like, yeah, you could trick a child that maybe it looks like these like cool squares, but it's so much of that. It's so much emphasis on style. That's not even cool and doesn't focus enough on its substance. And you could have like, I guess, different types of waffles, but you really can't compare to pancakes is just a much better vehicle to have different types of, of things. Like, I feel like, again, waffles, like one of the appeals, like, ooh, there's chocolate waffles. I'm not, who cares? No one wants that. I'm not waffling about waffles. Though I, I think the one advantage they have over pancakes is that they, they take on the syrup a little bit better in those little squares. Those little squares kind of can be a little, little syrup puddles. And I, I think that is also a pitfall because you just end up with two, you just get sloshed with everything. It, right. it's, like a, it's like a puddle. Puddle like of mud. Stepping in, a, stepping in a puddle of mud. Exactly. Only time I'm ever excited about waffles is if there's a waffle maker at like a, a complimentary hotel breakfast. Then I'll be like, I'm getting waffles on the house. I will say Waffle this. house. I, I will say this. I've only been to Waffle House once and the waffles were delicious. And they were probably the best waffles I've ever had. Those are top-notch waffles. I, I think I've been there once also and they were incredible. I feel like the waffle maker type waffles, like the thicker the waffles are, they're just the, they're the worse they are. True. This is true. Waffles is a good one. I'm not waffling about it. McLaughlin. Hey, now, I feel like um, I was almost going to have waffle cones for ice cream on this no, list. They're even, yeah, they're even, they, they are overrated. That's a I, really I, good one. Too. I feel like waffle cones are completely overrated. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah. My number five is a food I like a lot. I just think price-wise, negotiator, Priceline, is overrated. It's lobster. Wow, Lance. Lance, what are you doing? What are you thinking? What am I doing? What are you, what are you, lobster? It's, <laughs> Lance, don't give me the whole historical, you know, lobster used to be served to jail people, to prisoners, and it was, then it was marketed. It's delicious, Lance. It's scrumptious. Yeah, it's overpriced. Come I just on. think I just think its value is overrate is it should be the same price as every other fish. And it's not the best fish. It's good, but it's not the best. Why is it the most expensive? Go to Red Lobster. Get yourself a nice lobster. I love lobster. I think it's great. I'm just saying that I I I think I'd rather have shrimp than lobster a lot of the times, and shrimp is way less money. I will why is that? I will concede that. Shrimp to me is can be just as good as as lobster. I think a lot of fish, even like a salmon or a arctic wow. char, I had like recently is great. Lobster is very good, but lobster should not be the most expensive thing on a menu. And it is; it's always the most expensive thing. They, it's so expensive they don't even tell you how much it is. They don't want you to know. Right? Yeah. So that's the mystique, the mystique behind the lobster. It's like, ooh, it's it's market. It's market also price. it's also 
I gotta say, uh, I'll say it. Let Look, me, I'm you don't even need to. You don't even let, need to let me say it because I'm gonna say it. All right, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you. Without the butter, which is tremendous, it's it's fine. The <laughs> butter really takes it to the next level. Without the butter, it's just fine. I don't know. I've had great lobster without butter. I, and it's still got sweetness. It's still got its own texture. It's it's obviously a whole other ballpark with some butter, but overrated. I don't know about that. My number four is fondue. Just feel like there's a whole cottage industry around fondue. Fondue makers, fondue kits, fondue, fondue do, and fondue to my pants. It's just I. I've had it and it's like fine. I would never go out of my way. I would only have fondue if someone said, Hey, here's some fondue. I would never order it or seek it out. So you're, you're saying every kind of fondue we're talking crudite to strawberries to dessert. Maybe, maybe I've just never had good fondue, but I just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't really understand it. I don't really get it either. I don't really have had haven't had it that often. I think the last time I had it was probably at Wackover's wedding. I think he had like a, a fondue fountain. It's pos- it's positioned as that, and it's like if you could have a fountain for anything, why would you ever choose fondue? What else are we gonna have a fountain of? A crab cake fountain. <laughs> Fountains yeah, of women. Yeah, I don't know. There there was like I've never been to the melting pot. That was always like a popular like high school date place for, for new couples to go to dip strawberries and some chocolate because we're, we're always dipped in but we're never going to dip ourselves into fondue exactly and you, and you don't want to fully submerge in fondue because then you, you you lose it you might lose the, the the chocolate strawberry in the chocolate no one needs that it's a good one but i don't know how like are people raving about fondue there's half fondue fountains it's positioned itself as this like luxury slash like niche type thing people have fondue kits i've heard of that fondue makers it's like why would you take up space in your kitchen with a fondue maker when instead you could have an espresso maker i I would never understand that i don't understand it but i do enjoy the new television show with with former actress fondue barrymore (laughs) have you seen have you seen this she's got her own talk show it's pretty good she does a lot of cooking i think you would be up your alley i like fondue carry a little bit better all right all right that was your number four? Yes. My number six. We're talking overrated foods, Lance. You probably saw this coming from a mile away. It's not as low as you think. You were talking sun-dried tomatoes, Lance. I'm talking raw sliced tomatoes. Just disgusting. They should be <laughs> thrown off the side of the earth. I, uh, I'm sorry to anybody who's got tomato family members, but they don't deserve to be here anymore. They ruin everything. They're, they, they're not good on their, on their own. You throw them on a sandwich, they start bleeding everywhere. The bun gets all soggy and juicy. They're not a sauce, but they're starting to get saucy by just existing. Once you slice them, seeds are going everywhere. I like, and, and they get in my head, like a lot of items that I, a lot of salads that I order or wraps that I order have tomatoes and I have to say no tomatoes. And if there's tomatoes on these sandwiches or, or salads, it ruins the entire thing. I, it, it's, it goes everywhere. I don't get people who could have tomatoes 
the raw sliced tomatoes in things. It's gross. It's disgusting. Everything tastes tomatoey. It's not for me. It's number six. I had sun-dried tomatoes on mine. So I think what I'm going to have to say is probably going to come off as hypocritical. But you are a huge lover of Italian food. Sure am. I love a good marinara, Lance. Just, I feel like you tomatoes. can't criticize tomato in the raw form when without it, no Italian food, so much Italian food would not be possible. And it's raw so you're form. attacking. I, I, yeah. I, I love cooked tomato. I love a, a, a bruschetta. I, I would love to try your famous bruschetta. I love, but I don't, time, I don't like tomatoes and mozzarella. I, I, I'll just have the- Really? Mozzarella. You don't like the caprese? Not only if it's like an insanely fresh tomato. Or maybe oh, sometimes it's tomato. so good. Sometimes it's so good. And I'm just like, caprese God, this is unbelievable. Caprese Allah, I'm not into it. I just, it just never lives up to what it should be. It's, I'd rather throw a tomato at a comedian on stage for bombing. That's, that's better use of it. Head, shoulders, knees, knees and tomatoes. In, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and tomatoes. Someone, is, is, is Joe opening and closing a door? It's probably my mom. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's probably, I'm sure it's bleeding. This is what, yeah. This, this is, is what pot kitchen. Here. This is Smith now. I don't, I don't even think Drode is here. And when he gets here, it's just going to be like, you're going to hear him like clomping back and forth. Love a clomp. That's going to be an underrated clomp. Yeah. All right. My number five along the same, not really the same lines, but it's a different kind of Asian noodle dish. Along the same lines as your pad thai, it's my number five is ramen. Ramen to me is been overhyped and the past decade, I feel like it's become its own uh, cuisine. People, there's ramen restaurants that people going out for ramen. I hear people saying, "Oh, I'm craving ramen." What are you talking about? You're, you're craving soup? Like I understand if you're craving soup. Like, oh, I, I need ramen. It's like I don't. You need a cup of noodles. It, it, it's gotten such a mainstream like, slab of approval. It's it's insane to me. I, I've had it. It's fine. Sometimes I think it's too greasy. There's these fancy ramens that have like so much oil in it. It's like I'm slurping on this oil. It's not even broth. It's it's good, but I don't get the hype. I don't get the people who are like, oh man, I, I really do. I, I have a fixing for ramen. What are you, what are you talking about? It's, it's noodles and, and sauce. When you're sick, it's nice. It's comforting. But razor ramen, I don't get it. R- ramen session. Um, ramen ra- Stoudemire. I was going to say the Ramones, but it doesn't really track. I knew you were going to have this, and I don't disagree with you fundamentally. I think it's popularity, especially in New York and probably like the American food scene in general is probably outsized relative to how good other Japanese food is. However, I will defend it because I feel like you were mean to ramen. Um, I think the flavors are very complex. If you have the right ramen, I think in the right situations, it's an incredible food. And I think there's a lot of complexity in terms of like the cooking. Um, I like one time was like thinking about making it. And then I kind of saw what is involved in making it. And I was like, I don't have the time to do this. So I respect that in terms of like the crafting. And then, uh, sorry about the door. It's, you know, it's parents. The door adds a layer of complex flavor to this pot, I think. Yeah. Um, But also, uh, Zachary Snackery said this, and I think it was a really good point. 
that one time I forget why he brought this up, but he said that ramen is one of the foods where you could get like the best version of it for a relatively affordable price. And that's a great point because if you go to like a steakhouse and you want the best form of that, it's going to be so much money. If you want the best form of almost any cuisine, it's going to cost you a lot, but you could pretty much have the best form of ramen. I mean, for like 30 bucks, which is not nothing, but I mean, for the best form of a food is an incredible deal. It's a good point, which I think is why, is what, why these overrated ramen restaurants is like, if I could get this at a cheaper place and it's just as good, like, well, I've never had a ramen that's knocked my socks off. I, and I understand that it probably does take a long time to, it's got to, it takes a long time to make the broth or add the different flavors. I've had some good ramens. Uh, Maddie Schneck actually, I think, talked about this at one point. Uh, not gonna like this. Ivan ramen on the Lower East Side is very good. It's, I think that's probably the best ramen I've had. What, what makes a good ramen? It's just it, the broth is insane. I, and whenever I've gotten ramen, I'm, I'm, I don't like the noodles. I just have, I'll just have the broth. I'm, I don't even, noodles I'm, are great. I don't love noodles. It's, it's like, You're what are, wrong, we are we having pasta? Are we having soup? Wrong. Ramen, wrong. ramen or w- woman. I'm, I'm in, I'm not into it. My number four, yeah. Lance, is that a Trump? Jesse, you're wrong. You're going to want to sign up. You're going to want to sign up to the Patreon. Lance's face when he's doing this Trump impression is the jaw, the facial, the hand gestures. It's my the voice isn't that good, but I could do the the facial expression. Good, just to die for. My number four overrated foods is prime rib. Nothing prime about prime rib to me, Lance. Never had it and been like, oh, that was fantastic. I thought you were just saying never had it. <laughs> never had it, but I know it's overrated. No, they again, it feels like it's an, a buffet item. If you see that a buffet, like, oh, you see the guy in the corner, he's slicing the fresh prime rib, and he slices you off like a, a, a slab of like bloody red, cold meat. And it's like, it, it, it's bleeding all over everything else. I, I, I think I've been to like a prime rib restaurant, like House of Prime Rib. Terrible. See, they're like too thick. You can't cut through it. It's not cooked. It's like I'm cooking. I'm, 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 I could have just ordered roast beef from my deli. It'll be just as good. Put it on a sandwich. I think the name has elevated it somehow. It's prime rib. It's, you know, the, it's, it's the thing they serve at a wedding or the, the carving stations. It's somehow gotten this this uh status that i I, it blows my mind it's always floppy the there's the the flavor never has like a great steak flavor it's just like oh it's it's just like a it's a slab of meat it's overrated it's a good one i don't have anything to say it's interesting you called it a buffet food because i feel like when you have uh prime rib phoebe buffet phoebe phoebe buffet it's not your friend it's not not your friend that is so ineffective because I stumbled on. I guess Phoebe <laughs> Buffet is hard. It's kind of hard to say. Phoebe Buffet. That is tough. Buffett, Warren Buffet. I had a uh, science teacher who used to call the Prime Meridian the Prime Rib. Uh, well, that that science teacher is, is underrated. I think it's 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 well said. I've just yeah. To me, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think yeah. You're right. I would just I'll say it. Allow me to say it that the oh. the having prime rib until you bust, I think, is just 
I don't think it's about the prime rib. I think it's just about like the deal and being able to eat meat. Sure. Sure. You feel, you feel it feels luxurious. It's I'm like glad, a, I'm it's like a certain, it's, it's a certain type of luxury. That's fair. That's fair. It's just something I would, I wouldn't go out of my way to get. You're right. You're right. I appreciate that. My number three, that's your number four, right? Yep. My number three is quiche. Interesting. Great name, but just not for me. It's like a pie, but it's eggs. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> this is this is a great one. I'll have it. I'm not gonna turn it down, but. I feel like temperature wise, it's like, it's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be cold. Uh, it seems like it's like this accomplishment of science and cooking and baking, but it just seems like we could use that energy into something a little bit more productive. I think that's a fantastic one. I don't have it on my list. I actually went a few years ago. I visited like a family friend and we woke up and she was in the, it was very nice, a great gesture, but she's like, Oh, I made, I made homemade quiche. And it, it sounds like, oh, she made homemade quiche. It must have been taking her months and months to prepare. But she used like a, a pre-made uh, pie crust. Then it was just eggs. And I was like, yeah. uh, what is this? I, I feel that the, the name, like you said, it's just, it elevates it. It's quiche. It's, it's, it's eggs. What, it's in between a dessert and a breakfast. It's cold, hot. I'm cold on it. Yeah. If you are making a pre-made quiche, I guess you're spending a little less quiche, so that is okay. It's it's, it's economical. The quiche isn't worth the squeeze to me. It's I've, I've never had a, a quiche. I feel like it's a good thing to make for like a group of people. It's it's you know, but it's nothing I would order off a menu. I'd rather have corn. Freak on a quiche. Get un unquiched. That's it's unkeef. McGraw. Unkeef. Close. Nah. My number two is the muffin in general. Muffins. Wow. Wow. I'm not talking about a fish muffin. Fish muffin. I'm talking about muffin muffins. I just don't get it. I'd rather have bread or I'd rather have a cupcake or like and cupcakes, I think, are even overrated, but I'd rather have like a it's it's again, it's like in the middle, it's like a pastry, but it's also supposed to be substantial. People put stuff in it. And I'm not saying there's there's uh all muffins aren't good. I've had some great muffins, but I just don't see the appeal and I don't really know where it stands. And I feel like a lot of times they can be dry and I think it's hard to make a good muffin. And it just, I don't, why, why does it have the prominence that it has is my question. I think it's just, it's a great grab and go item. I'm not, a, I'm, but I, I'm on the same side as you. I don't get the hype. I do. I do think it's overrated. There's a, a local place growing up they would serve just muffin tops. I would be a big fan of the muffin top. It would be like ginormous muffin tops, which I, they're kind of like just fluffy cookies, which I think are, are, are pretty good. But like the, the 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 base of a muffin, it's you you, you, you grab it and it, it just evaporates. It just crumbles wherever you go. You're creating a mess. I also hate the thing that you have to peel it. The wrapper, yeah. No chance the wrap the wrapper muffin wrapper. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. It's, it's, and, and like, oh, these, these muffins are fresh. Like, I've never had like a, a hot muffin. I, I've never had like a, oh, this one's fresh. This, this one, a bagel is fresh. You could, you could tell. Really I, yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you have a bagel or a fresh bread instead of a muffin? If that's what you're going for. If you're going for like the fresh breadiness, 
why would you just not have that? Why wouldn't you have toast with bananas? If you're like, if you're like, ooh, a banana nut muffin, ooh, just have toast with with bananas on it. I will say this. Don't say one it. one thing. I gotta say this. One thing that we had in our house growing up that were nice little snack items: the mini muffin. A mini muffin, it's not terrible. A mini muffin, you it's a one bite. It's not really a muffin because it's a mini muffin, but it's it's a one bite guy. They're cute. Ooh, it's got a couple blueberries in it. Money muffins to me pass. Look, direct your attention over here. <laughs> Everything you're doing, just pay attention currently. Focus. Mini muffins are just also, it's a really easy window to just process food garbage because you can have a muffin that's like good ingredients, but muffins are very susceptible to just having a bunch of junk in it. I got junk in my trunk and it's probably from mini muffins. Yeah. But I like, I like people saying, imagine people saying focus instead of listen, focus. I, I, I gotta, I gotta say this. It's like focus, but it's kind of the same thing as saying, uh, listen, or like, I'll, I'll say this focus. This, this is important. I eyes up here. <laughs> My number one is scallops. No. 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 Get a different. I'll one. go back. I'll change it. You don't. I'll you don't mean it. that. You don't. My number one is scallops. No, Lance. You don't mean that. I last night at my at the at my birthday dinner, the pod father, the pod pod, the pod father himself got delicious scallops. It's not even the best food that starts with S C A L. L. We're talking scallions, scalp Antonio, scalp owls. Those are delicious, but so are scallops, Lance. I think oh, they're they're not bad, but they're, they're they can be bad. I just I don't I don't get it. I, I think that they're fine, but I also again with the lobster, it's like lobsters the most expensive, and scallops are the second most expensive. And to me, scallops should be like tilapia priced. Like I, I don't really think they're 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 canvas in a way. You like whatever you cook the the scallops in, I feel like that comes out really well. Um, but I think scallops just in general, I don't really love them. And I, I mean, if you want to focus, I would strongly encourage that you do. I can't focus because you're making Kate, me nauseous. Kate has a shellfish allergy because she's a good observant, uh, chicksa. And I, re I really do generally, like, I'm happy, obviously I'm not going to like, bring in shrimp in the house and cook it you know while i gotta do that when she's out of town shrimp and clams and mussels and lobster and all that i like i do wish i could have it more in like my daily diet and i just don't however i really don't miss scallops one iota and i'll have them like i'll have scallops like once a year but i i don't i think they're the most overrated food I'm scalloping away from that argument because I, I, the more I think about it, I'm not like a huge fan of scallops, but I just don't think they're overrated. I don't think people are like raving about scallops. You don't really. A lot of people are raving about scallops. That's so raving. I don't hear that. People, uh, are, you, You're not paying attention. You're hearing slamming of doors, but you're not hearing about everyone talking about scallops. You've got people who are being like, oh, I went out to dinner last night and I got to tell you, these scallops. You just did it. Well, my dad had delicious scallops. <laughs> the pod padre. I also think, similar to what you were saying about ramen, I think they're very difficult to cook perfectly. They're very easy to overcook, undercook. 
think it's a part of the, uh, you get them at a restaurant. It's like, oh, they better, they better get my scallops right. And then when it comes out good, it's like, oh, they, this is the real deal. This place is, is amazing. I did my research. Did you? I got all research. Sure. And according to the latest scallop poll, scallops are very overrated. Interesting. It's an interesting number one. It's an interesting number one, Lance. I'll give that to you. My three, two, one. I'm going to try not to blow a gasket here because I'm, I really, these are. Hank gasket. <clears throat> these are definitively overrated foods. These are foods that I think similar to the raw sliced tomato should be extinct. But unlike the raw sliced tomato, there's no version of these foods. You can't, yeah. if, you, if you cook these more thoroughly, if you, if you put them in a different dish, all these foods are terrible. I just don't understand the extinct argument because if they're extinct, then you can't have the cooked tomatoes. It's because they stink. Okay. Raw sized tomatoes. Stink. That makes more sense. Number three, Lance, this is an early argument we've gotten into on the Braze Bits universe. It's stuffing. I'm going to stuff stuffing. I forgot that you hate stuffing. I, I can't understand. It's a worst version, bratwurst version of mashed potatoes. But again, oh, Thanksgiving's coming around. I can't wait. My, my great aunt Linda makes a great homemade stuffing. It's nothing homemade about stuffing. Oh, she got stale bread and some uh, croutons and then put like random things in it. <laughs> you said croutons with disgust. <laughs> croutons? It's, it's like all the scraps mashed together. And it's like, oh, it's, it's a great uh, condiment. This is, this is a rough Compliment. One. It's a great conduit for gravy, I feel. Conduit. Conduit. Conduit F. Just do it. Nike. Stuffing, it's just like, it's such, people have been brainwashed into stuffing. People are like, <laughs> oh, this is a uh, famous, the, 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 the chicken's got stuffing in it. The, the turkey's been stuffed with the chicken stuffing. Stuff it up your ass. I don't want it. I think there's a little bit of a distinguishing thing there with like when you have like stuffed whatever. Could be it's not the same as stuffing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I I, I will say also I don't I don't like. What will you say? I'll, let me say this. I'm I'm anti stuffing like of, of things in general. Like don't stuff my chicken. I want my chicken the way it is. I don't want stuffing. I don't I don't need uh like shrimp stuffed crab. If I want crab, I'll get my own crab. Direct your ears in a way that the sound waves permeate. And I'm going to say that you, you're you onto something, I think, with mashed potatoes and stuffing in which if you have them by themselves, the texture, they're also they're the same texture. And yeah. that texture and the taste by themselves is bland. It can be bland. Um, I, when I was reading uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, uh, Samin uh, was talking about like, and we're friends, you know, when people talk about like, you know, Brad and they mean Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. But she was saying how, when she went to like growing up, uh, her family didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. So her first Thanksgiving was like a college friend or something. And that she didn't think it was like really that good. And it's because in like traditional, really, I guess, white American Thanksgiving, uh, there's no acid uh like in any of the ingredients and without acid everything is kind of like really missing something absolutely and with mashed potatoes and stuffing 
that's definitely the case. And that's like, it's number one pitfall. So it's not like a complete food because of that, I think. And because like, even though like we're talking about scallops are overrated, scallops are like a, not a dish. They're just like a a fish, (laughs) but stuffing is supposed to be like a, some, a bit more of a complete thing. Sure. So you, I think you're onto something, but I, I think, as you said, it's something can be co- uh, poetic. I think it's like a Walt conduit Whitman to a larger meal and purpose, but you have to have stuffing with other things. It needs a bit of, of a support system. It's role it play. To, yeah. It it's has role to, on the fringe. Yeah. The TV show. But number two, Lance, don't get me started on this one. I'm getting myself self-started. I'm a self-starter, Lance. It's coleslaw. It's just lettuce with mayo. I hate people who, oh, they, they're giving me, there's a coleslaw bar that they're throwing in. Any diner that I go to, I, I love diners, but I always forget that these diners just assume that we want coleslaw on the side. And it ends up, they overstuffed the little mini cup of coleslaw and there's, it ends up getting all over my other dish. I, don't, I have to end up saying, I don't want coleslaw, even though it's like, wait, it's, it, you don't want it's free. You don't want coleslaw. No, I don't want mayo with lettuce. What, how, where, and who came up with coleslaw? Garrett coleslaw. I will say this: if there's no mayo and it's got a vinegar base, pretty good. Yeah, I'm just. I think you hate the specific diner coleslaw because coleslaw is a kind of dynamic food. Kate yesterday made with these great crispy fries made this incredible coleslaw instead of mayo yogurt greek yogurt okay and i'll, I'll be open to with that cabbage and arugula i don't know was there arugula i think maybe not arugula there's the cabbage and uh, dill okay that's and that it was it was fantastic and there's no chance knowing you that you would not love this coleslaw you put it on the burger and it like you can have it by itself but you could put it on the burger that coleslaw you're talking about i think is overrated too but I think coleslaw as a, it's larger than just that thing. Hands up. I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll concede that point. Like if, it, if it's a light coleslaw that kind of brightens up a dish, it gives kind of some acidity to it. And it, it's a great, you know, um, re- refreshing bite. But to me, overall, a mayo-based coleslaw, it's sweaty, it's wilted. It's it's along the same lines of a raw sliced tomato where it bleeds everywhere. You throw coleslaw on a sandwich, it's just like mayo chunks. I can't have it. Gotta have it. My number one, I'm gonna try. You probably know where I'm going. My number one is tuna fish, Lance. I've railed against tuna fish in many episodes. There's nothing good about tuna fish. There's nothing anyone can ever say to convince me that tuna fish deserves a place on this earth. It smells like throw up. It looks like throw up. It has no redeeming qualities. If it had a resume, it would have no references. It would have it would use like family members as references and he would call them up and they'd be like, oh yeah, tuna fish. He'd be like, is this tuna fish's cousin? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tuna fish has no backers. People who eat it have been brainwashed along the same lines of prime rib and mashed potatoes. Oh, you got to try the tuna melt. You like grilled cheese. Tuna melt is, is just grilled cheese with like, they give you a couple of dollops of the tuna fish. And it's like, yeah, 
you like grilled cheese. There's nothing great about a tuna melt. Tuna fish is disgusting. Get it out of the delis. There's the, the vats of it gross me out. How does something that smells so bad be so popular? That being said, I've never had it. <laughs> what would you say about certain foods that hang out with tuna fish, that associate with tuna fish? For example, scallions. Yeah, I think that, that that's for a long time. I was anti-scallion because of it being a tuna fish. There, uh, the fact Are you that cancel scallions because no, it's this association. No, it, that's it's okay. I don't think it. I don't think it had a choice. I think people just threw scallions into the mix tuna fish without its its consent. I think scallions might be getting me tooed in the situation if I, I were to say so. I think at a certain point tuna fish should be canceled for the way it's been treating scallions. I think scallions is kind of. It, it, it like worked on the Cosby show. Tuna fish is Cosby and, and scallions is like Cosby's wife. It's like, I was, I was just hired to do a job here. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Tuna, it's just, it's just not right. People do, people bring it in public settings. People who brought it to lunch in middle school should be thrown in jail and the keys should be thrown away. It sounds aggressive, but I know I'm not going to change your mind, so. Great list. Top nine overrated foods. I think we did good. I think we did good. I do realize I got to take a quick pause and find my phone to okay. read the predictions. Listen, look, I'll say this. Happy birthday to the sweet footed, curly haired comedy artisan himself. Thank you so much, Phil. I'm listening. I'm looking and I want, I want your body. Overrated. I just met you. <laughs> no, Phil. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just bet you. I love the use of it. I love it. This week is the list that is sure to spark controversy, turning the heat up on our collective brazing. I'll tell you what's not overrated. These New York Knicks. Bang, go New York, Phil. Go New York, go. <laughs> Buttery up, Phil. Sunday, game one, baby. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Without any further ado, Here's what Jesse feels gets too much shine in the culinary universe. Mayonnaise. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't consider it a food. Yeah, I would agree. But any, any food that has involves mayo, like I was going to have potato salad, but I, I, I hate all the salads, potato salad, egg salad, coleslaw, tuna fish. Mayo is disgusting. It's white slop. Deep dish pizza. Don't know about that one, Phil. Oh, that noise. We, Phil. I don't know. I had uh, some Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza during the quarantine off Gold Belly, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was pretty good. The way you describe that has made me crave deep dish pizza since you said it, and I feel like you said it like six months ago. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's well worth it. I think you should, you should get that. It's, it's My birthday's coming up. Buffalo cauliflower bites. What? This is not Phil Jackson. This is this has got to be. Buffalo cauliflower bites are delicious. They're a healthy treat. They're healthier than buffalo wings. Phil. Phil. I'm a buffalo boy. Anything with buffalo sauce is. Do... Phil, what are you doing? I really. I mean, I, this has got to be Phil. That wouldn't be Seidel. Kale. No. This is one of your worst predictions of all time. Kale is like, is like the, what, 
it's it's not overrated. It's well worth it. Kale is delicious. It absorbs great dressings. It's organic. It's healthy. There's nothing. It, it seems like it should be overrated because it's everywhere, and it, it really popped on the scene. God damn, yeah. kale. I, I I worship kale to the chief. Hundred percent. Zucchini noodles. True. I haven't had them enough, but I've, whenever I had them, like the, they're trying to be spaghetti. You got no texture. You got no bite. I like zucchini. I don't know if I've ever had these zoodles, as people say. Yeah. They're not great. They look they look the part, but once you start biting, there's nothing. That's in like it. that's like the world today. It's Instagram, and then you actually you're like, oh, oh, this comic is doing a show on Instagram. He must be good. Is he actually funny? Who cares? Who knows? Exactly. Tuna fish salad. Oh, yeah, it's just the way you just you saying that makes me nauseous. Nice, but nice he got call. it right. Hey, well, he got it. Nice, yeah. nice call, Phil. <laughs> then like bonus tuna fish salad. Ugh. Tuna fish salad. Okay, that's what's the bonus. <laughs> Tuna. Right. Bonus. I remember, I remember when Bill Parcells be like, "Oh, his nickname, his nickname is the is Tuna." It's like disgusting. It's a bad nickname. You tuned out there. I did. Bonus for me personally, it's Barada. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just the way you said that was funny, but that. I I could see where where Phil is going with that one. Barada, similar to Phil, doesn't like these hyped up foods like kale, barada. He doesn't like when you, they kind of burst on the scene and they they're everywhere on, on every menu. Phil Phil's got a, a his radar goes off for those certain things, so I understand it. But barada to me, I've never had a barada is like this. This isn't delicious. I'm gonna show up at the Braves Open with a kale barada salad. <laughs> Throw in some raw tomatoes. <laughs> Some buffalo cauliflower. That'd be a delicious yeah. combination. I, I called Phil out. I said underrated, if anything, about Barada. And this is what he said. It's just gooey mozzarella that restaurants slap huge price tags on. Dot dot dot. This is true, but it's delicious. Gooey mozzarella. I mean, that's that's a delicious thing. But I do agree. It's been like Baba Gooey. <laughs> Baba Gooey. <laughs> that's good. I, the, you went off culture a little bit there, Phil. I don't know where you went with the buffalo cauliflower. It's delicious. But it, I think it's another, that's like a hipster marketed popular item. It, it turns Phil off. But to me, it's delish. Here comes Kate with some LPP. She says, hello. Hope you had an amazing birthday. Thank you, Kate. I did have an amazing birthday. Now for some LPPs. It can't be overstated how elated I am to guess some overrated <laughs> foods. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Yeah, she Might was doing been. some like braised bits type things this I week. Love I, feel like. I love that. She's firing hot. Coming in hot. Number one, avocado toast. Surprised you didn't have that. I thought about it, but I feel like we've talked about it a lot. And it just seemed... It's, I, I wanted to give some other overrated foods there, do. Watermelon. Do. That's a, I should have had that. That's a good one. You're a big anti-watermelon guy. I think it's overrated. Muffins. Bang. A lang a ding dong potato chips yeah that's yeah i didn't even think of potato chips as food it's like a food item i don't know chips chips to me always hit the spot especially with a good sandwich give me a a good one though it's a good one there's so many reasons why they are overrated number one the bag is now 66 percent air true i wanted to i wanted to do a bit about that and no one thinks it's funny 
Jeez. What's the deal with all these chips? They're chipping me off. <laughs> You're a chip off the old block. Next up, mangoes. I like mangoes. I'm a big fan of mangoes. Kate's anti mango. Reese's. Yeah, oh, they're way overrated, but they're not. They're not, I, I wouldn't consider them food, but they are unbelievably overrated for sure. And then ending with ranch dressing. I also think ranch dressing is overrated. It's a tough category because, like, I didn't like when I thought about foods. And she asked me, she was like, I said, there's like individual things, but also food items. Like, stuffing is like, so it might have been a little bit on me for not specifying exactly what the category was. But those, a lot of the things she said, I do think are overrated. I agree 100% about ranch dressing. I I find that unless you're dipping a buffalo cauliflower in it, I I don't enjoy a ranch dressing. On a salad or on a... I do like ranch dressing with uh, tuna fish. There's something I got to I gotta work through just hearing it. It really sets me off. I don't know what you it got is. Some, you got some trauma there. I really do. Thank you to our predictors. Thank you to our subscribers to our Patreon. If you don't subscribe to the Patreon, you're missing out, Lance. What are they missing out on? Uh... Off menu episodes, which we had a great one, which by the way, I uploaded. I forgot to tell you. Beautiful. Some great episodes. This last one, I think. Every off menu we've been doing is like our best yet. We have two new ones, actually, and the characters are incredible. And if you're looking for braised bits a little bit unfiltered, I mean, I'm the same, but Jesse's way unfiltered, then I would go to the Patreon. It's also a great way if you like the podcast, just consider supporting the podcast. You know, we we like doing this and we're not going to, you know, but you know, you know how things are. We'd really appreciate it. It'd be a great, uh, you know, jumping on. This is how like the world is now. Like if you like something, you don't have to give money to it, but you can, it's an option. It's like a thank you. It's like a thank you for putting this out every week. We appreciate it. $3 a month. You could do, we have $3 and $6, $3 a month. I mean, you're getting half a bag of chips with, and, and our chips are filled to the brim. Our bags yeah. are filled to the brim with Chip. Yeah. Chip Kelly's. Yeah. So it's a way to kind of run the offense and pay it forward. Bingo. How, how was that? That was great. It was a good sell job. I'm not as good as Bassam at selling things, but. I, I, can go, I can go down that road and really tell you why he's a good salesman, but I don't want to do that. Want to go into some QABs? Yeah, let's do it. I got a QAB, Lance. From a comedy show that I did last week at the Tiny Cupboard in Bushwick. Love the Tiny Cupboard. One of my favorite venues. I performed in the indoor space. And have you performed in the, the Carnegie Hall? Have you seen have you been in the indoor space at the Tiny Cupboard yet? It's like I've never church. been there. I was supposed to do a show there tomorrow and I had to I don't think I'm gonna get back in time. So I'm probably have to cancel it. I did like three shows there in the indoor space there last week. And it's like a very, it's interesting space. It's like, it has like church pews, really good acoustics, acoustics, almost too good. Like acoustics, acoustics, a cue ball for playing pool, a cue grant, a cue Jackman. I'm not going to accuse him of anything. The guy's jacked. It's, it's a great venue. It's in it's in Bushwick in a interesting area. I'll say that, and, but I, I love I love Tiny Cupboard. But I got on stage, ten minutes set. 
about four minutes in, I think I got some momentum going. And Lance, a fat New York City rat runs across the stage next to my feet. And really, it was almost like I like a, someone threw tuna fish at me. I was jarred. I was I was skeeved. And it was tough. I was the the QAB to me is I it's hard to describe, but I wasn't sure if anyone else saw the rat. So I didn't know in the moment to address it or not, because I didn't want to address it and then everyone else gets scared and I would ruin the set. But I was taken so out of the moment I had to address it. And I think I I got some laughs. I made some, you know, rat trap. I don't give a rat's ass. A couple other rat riffs. I was like I felt very masculine for not running away. Uh, I feel like I, I had to address it, and I feel some people did see it. So if I didn't see it, it would have been kind of like psychotic if I just like saw a rat run across the stage and not talked about it. But it was an experience, to say the least. It was, it was unbelievable. A fat rat running across the stage. Yeah, it sounds like you're running that rat race. I was. And for a second, I, I thought that I was Seidel that was coming by my feet. But then I realized it was, a, it was just a, a New York City garbage rat. It was actually me. I was snitching on your set. <laughs> you deserve to get stitches for that. You're, you're snitching on me. Yeah, that sounds like, I don't know. It's like one of those things I feel like it's like you're doing comedy ends up just being like that, right? Like yeah. you, you envision like telling your jokes to an audience that's focusing and adjusting their ears and going to listen and looking. Yeah. But then it ends up like doing comedy to a rat and then like <laughs> running a bar and yeah. like dealing with so many things that aren't comedy. It was just, it was Roseanne bizarre because no one reacted at first when it happened. So, so I wasn't really sure, but like I, I, at least a couple people saw it. So it was just the moment of like, of whether to address it or not. And then it kind of, obviously, once I started talking about it, the rest of the show, everyone had to like have a riff just on it. On top. The rat. It was that the rat riff, show. Riff rat. A lot of riff raff. Riff rat. I gave a rat's ass. It became a rat show. It became a rat race. The amazing race. I feel like if me and you run on the amazing race, it would be gold content, but one of us would die. Why? I feel you want to apply? Sure. I always thought that my uh, my brother and sister in law like love the Amazing Race. They like I think they still they probably don't watch it now because they are parents, but they like up to like a year ago they watched it still, which I didn't know anyone who still watched it. And one time they like went they actually missed my dad's for my dad's birth for Joe's birthday one year. <laughs> they wanted to go. It was when I started uh, doing tours, like walking tours. So they wanted to go on a tour. So they went on a tour and then like, we got uh, like lunch and they missed the tour part because they wanted to go see like there was like some amazing race thing in Washington Square Park. And they went to that instead of the tour. Good for them. Every yeah. time, I, anytime I watched it, it was an entertaining show. It's, it's a I liked it. I think we'd be great. I think we should apply. I, w- I, w- I would do it. I think it would be, it would be compelling content. Why do you think we would die? Think that, I think that we, we would, I don't know. I think, I think there'd be certain moments where we, we would butt heads and we'd be like, oh, we should, we should get tuna fish out of a can because it's, it's, it's cheap and it's, it's quick. And I would throw up and you would be like, 
slap a tomato in my face. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be fantastic. I'd be down. I'll slap tomatoes on the other contestants. I got sweet feet. I could race any day. Yeah. Anyway, when you saw that rat for the comedy show, I, were you just like, drat, I got to address this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drat. I was, I was dragged down by it. Using it was unbelievable. My QAB, I was on, this was Saturday. I went on a walk with my friend Joe McGrow, who I, at some point definitely listened to the pod because he wanted to be on it. Classic Joe McGrow. And then I think I gave him like a vague answer and then he stopped listening. <laughs> love, love those kind of friends that are like, oh yeah, you're doing comedy now? I'll, 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 I'll do a set. You want, you want, you want, I'll come see you. Can I, can, I, can I get a set? I went, so next to the Bronx River Yacht Club now is a pizza place that is always there, but it's like a new owner. Mm-hmm. Have you been there yet? No, just, just walking by. I've seen the new setup, but I haven't had the it yet. The owner is like, I feel like exactly like a pizza. He makes so much sense that he's a pizza place owner. I feel like he's Italian. He's like uh, walking around like he's a, he's like, I own this pizza place. This is what I represent the pizza. And he kind of walks in the lantern a lot and walks out and he, he like is making conversation, but it's always like, there's like something behind it. So he's like, He's like, I, he's like I, I, I go in there and he's like, I called up Dave Portnoy to do a pizza review. And like, accuse, like accusing me almost of like not <laughs> being Dave Portnoy to do the pizza review. Yeah. Like, well, I, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, and then he said. I think like he throws oh, out he, the feelers to see if like anyone. Yeah, how, yeah. How you he, react. He's like, throwing oh, yeah, out I, feel- I know Portnoy. I can hook you it's, up with him. It's constant. I feel like every interaction I've had with him has been a feeler. And it's a, a classic uh, owner, classic yeah, Italian owner. And so the other thing he said was, uh, he's like, you're from next door. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, I got a, I got a, a guy who does comedy. Uh, and he's like, his name was, I think it wasn't fat Tony. It was fat something like fat, maybe fat Tony. He's I'm like, his name's fat, fat Tony. Tony. He, this guy's the best. He's like, how does he get up? <laughs> so, I was just, what am I going to say? Like, no. So I was just like, yeah, I'm coming by. Send him over. Send and he, him back he was like, and then he was like, what's, I feel like this is, I, I feel like I've gotten good at dealing with this situation. He's like, well, what's your info? I'll, I'll give him your info. And I'm not getting into that. So I said, oh, just have him come by. Well, there's no problem. Love that. Kind of, you know. Love that. Yeah. What, what are you going to do on a Friday sold out show with a, with a pack lineup and Fat Tony shows up? <laughs> He's got his, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll put him up. Yeah, throw up Fat Tony. I think it was fat Tony. It was fat. It's not like a name that was like Tony. That's hilarious. He's like, this guy's funny. And I, and I was like, I mean, with a name like that, you better be funny. That's a perfect guy. He's a perfect owner of a, a pizza shop. Oh yeah. He loves it, talking it, to people. Exactly. Yeah. Skin things out of people. You love that. Yeah. And the pizza is pretty good. It's same name, right? Fiori's. No, I think it's like, it's called something else. I think they just kept the signage. I don't know if they're, but it's a different operation in there. Anyway, my QAB is I was walking with Joe McGrow and we were walking. We do what we call quarterly hangs where we see each other about four times a year. Sure. And we're both kind of similar and like, we just like go for walks. Sometimes we'll, we'll grab food. We like to go to Bob White, you know, that place in the East village. I've heard about it. I've always wanted to go. I've heard it's very good. Things. 
So, but a lot of times we'll just go on walks. We're both similarly, like we don't, like we take great joy of not spending money. Um, and Is so Joe McGraw we, Jewish? No, he's not. No? He's, I, I think he's Irish. Ish. Um, ish. Um, but he, um, so yeah, so we go on this walk on along the East River, you know, the, whatever is it? Like, not, like north of the East River Park, you know, where people go on runs on the East side uh, by the water. And we're walking and we're talking about all this stuff. And I put my hand on like the rail and I get a giant splinty. Oh, Lancey. And yeah, I mean, I'll show you. You can't really tell oh. it's a little better. <laughs> it's not that bad. Oh, <laughs> Joe McGraw. That's a, that's a big old scab. I had to, I had to really get it out. Otherwise it was going to McGraw in my hand. You had tweezers in so, there? Well, so I took, so I, I sat down on a bench because I was like, I got, I didn't know when I was going to be home. So we were going on this walk and then I wasn't exactly sure if I was going to go back to my apartment before I was doing shows that night, which I ended up doing, but I like got it out with, I just like picked at it with my, oh, you with dug my deep, dug deep. Oh, Lance. Doug funny. You're savage. I am savage. Uh, Nacho, savage Nacho man, Randy. Weezer. And so I, I picked at it, but then I couldn't tell if there was like still some in there. It was like pretty deep. So I got home and then I took a tweezer and picked at it some more. But I think, I mean, I didn't get that part, but I'm pretty sure that was just like a blood blister. From like a scratch from the... From, from the, from just like the impact. It was like a bruise or like a blood blister from, because I, I basically like slammed my hand on the guardrail and it then just got gotten deep. It was like pretty painful. So then... You then dug your fingers into the blood blister and just kind of scratched. I think made it worse. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's fine. I mean, it, now it's just a scab, and it doesn't seem like it's there's any problems. Uh, I told my well, my parents saw it, and they're like, they're like, oh, you might get you got a tetanus. When was your last tetanus shot? And I was like, I, before I went to college, and they're like, oh, you got to do it every ten years. You yeah, probably have tetanus. And then Kate was like, no, it's wood. You're probably you probably don't have it. Right. Tetanus is like nails. And they're like, you might, George was like, you got tetanus. <laughs> I could see it in your eyes. You, you got tetanus. Yeah. Let's go yeah. play Tetris. All Put right, my so. finger in a splint. I think this episode's broken. Yeah, it's broken. No, it's broken. and it's full. It's full. It's just, uh, it's, it's ready to conclude. Let's bring in the clothes. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> Got it in the plug? Yeah, we got the braised open on Saturday. Stay tuned. The day after this, the day after this episode comes out. Stay tuned for next week's episode for the post braised open synopsis. And then I want to plug also Jesse's birthday in 2022. My 31st. Yeah. Coming up in about a year. Can't wait. I appreciate that. No problem. I don't want any surprise parties. I'm anti-surprise party. I'm trying to write a bit about surprise parties are selfish for the people who throw it. Don't throw me surprise parties. It's a good bit. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to come see uh, Lance or I, we're at the Broxover Yacht Club. We're both on the show's Friday, the day this episode comes out. So by the time this listens, it probably listens. in June. Come by and do yeah. See Fat Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Z, everybody. Peace. Peace.